friends, it's Monique Scripp, and you are listening to the Fierce Identity Podcast. I'm a business leadership coach, and I come alongside women in business, specifically helping them overcome their roadblocks so that they can make an impact and an income. We do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or you can be part of our Elevate coaching community. Sit back and enjoy our honest conversation. Hello. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. So I am super, super excited because today we have Stephanie Richardson, who is going to kick us off for our leadership series, all about being a kingdom leader, specifically for those in the network marketing space. And I am not going to share everything about her, but I'll just give you a little bit of background. She is a phenomenal coach through Beachbody, and she has built an amazing business. She's been intentional in building her business. Um, She lives in Texas. She is a mom of two boys, and she does an excellent job balancing working her business, but still being intentional and pouring into her family. And so I am so excited for her to share a little bit more about some things that she's doing. So Stephanie, I will give it to you. If you can share with us a little bit about who is Stephanie Richardson? Oh, yay. Hi, everybody. Okay, so who's Stephanie Richardson? That's like a loaded question. Um, so I'm a mom of two boys, Will and Jake. Um, Jake just turned 19 and Will is 21. Will's getting married this summer to his high school sweetheart. They've been dating for four years this summer. And um, I am married to Jeffrey. We've been married for 23 years. He's in like complete opposite, which is so good. Um, And he keeps me very balanced and helps me continue to be intentional with my business. Um, And so um, we live in Texas, like I said, and and like you said, and um, yeah, so we're just preparing for a wedding right now. And um, and continuing to build my business at the same time. And so it's, it's a little crazy time right now, it's, but fun, like so fun. I worked yes. really hard to get to this place. So it's really fun. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I love you said that your husband balances you because a lot of times we need that, you know, like we might be running in one direction and then a lot of times they bring us, you know, um, an opposite <laughs> perspective back, you know, whenever I think I'm kind of big stuff, he's like, yeah, you're not big stuff. Um, and it's, that's been really good for me, um, to kind of keep me grounded and he's really great at keeping me, um, like on the right path, you know, and, you know, cause sometimes, you know, when you are, um, when you're kind of a, not workaholic, but you love what you do so much that you can just do it 24 seven, he's been really good at saying, Hey, we need to have some boundaries. We need to have some, and, and we set those up, you know, right from the beginning and, you know, every once in a while he'll be like, Hey you're kind of out of that line. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, and I listen to him and a lot of times we get, we get kind of like defensive, like when our spouses are like, Hey, we, we need some, you know, need to kind of bring it back in. Um, and instead of getting defensive, just kind of knowing like he wants what's best for us and our family and kind of bringing that back. And so that's, that's always been really, really important to us. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so great. That balance. And I actually, so last episode I talked about just having self-awareness as a leader and like being aware of things about ourselves. And so sometimes that's the beauty of having our spouse is they can lovingly like bring to light certain things that we may not be aware of that we can be more mindful of. So I love that. Yes. So how did you get started with coaching? 
Um, so my best friend, one of my best friends, Melissa, her husband bought P90X. If you've ever heard of P90X and bought it, um, he bought it like, I think in 2006 or so and had this amazing transformation and Beachbody decided like to have, instead of like having, uh, selling it, the, their products on at Target or Walmart, they decided like, let, let's sell these on let's have these people who are helping each other. So back in the day, for those that don't know, they used to have these things before social media called message boards. And so all these people who bought P90X, they had like this cult following on these message boards and they would help each other with these workouts. And so my, my friend's husband, he was super involved. The company took notice of his amazing transformation um, and asked him to be a founding coach. They flew him to California and said, hey, we want you to be a founding coach. So instead of selling on the, on, you know, the, the shelves, we want you to help sell them to your friends and peers and help these people. And so she called me on the way home and I said, absolutely not. I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> and, um, because of my personality, a lot of people always approach me with network marketing opportunities. And it just, it, no, I just, no, I did not want to do that. And a couple of months later, she was telling me about it. And, um, the company gave people, um, give give people customers. So the people who bought off the infomercials or online, they were asked if they wanted to get a coach. And so she was telling me about that. And I was like, Ooh, that's kind of interesting. And I come from a long line of diabetes, obesity. My son was going to kindergarten. Um, and my husband wanted me to get a job. I didn't want to get a job. So I thought, Hey, if I could just like get him off my back with like, just making a little bit of money. And he wanted me just to like, have like you know, work at Ann Taylor Loft. He's like, I didn't expect you to like get this huge business. I just wanted you to like build a career. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so I just was like, so, um, I, you know, because I have come from that line of obesity and diabetes, I was like, I have to make a change. Like I cannot, I don't want my kids to pass. I don't want to pass this on to my kids. I don't want them to pass it on to their kids. It has to stop with me. And so I thought, okay, we'll, we'll do this. And so, so it sounds like a little bit of a built-in accountability for you. Yes, it was. It was, it was more about the accountability. It wasn't about the money. It was like, oh, you know, like that was what it was. And then when I started doing the workouts and, and using the products, I started having an amazing results and people started asking me what I was doing. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Oh my gosh. It's so fun to help people because they feel so great and you helped them get there. And also it was just something apart from being a stay-at-home mom. It was something that was my own, you know, and it still gave me the flexibility to be full-on mom, but it also, um, you know, but also gave me that accountability. And so, yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. Yeah. So let's speak to that because you have started to kind of just have something on the side. You're starting to build something that has become a career that is a career for you, but you're still a stay at home mom. And so what intrigued you, or can you share a little bit more about just the beauty of network marketing and how that allows you to have both? Yeah, it was, I mean, I mean, I, you know, is it hard of a wrap that network marketing gets? I mean, there's really no better business model, I believe, because, um, you know, it's kind of that together, everyone accomplishes more. So you're all working together to accomplish a goal. And so you get a lot more um, out of that. Um, it allowed me to set my own hours. It allowed me to be at all the kids things um, because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And when your kids get older, 
you may think that your kids need you less, but you almost have to be around more. I don't know if you're finding that with your boys. Oh, but I'm totally seeing that actually. Yeah. And, and you need to be like, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, when they go to school, I mean, it doesn't stop that you, they need you, they, you know, they need you differently, but as they get older, they need you more emotionally. They need you more like, you know, there, it just gets different, you know? And so it allowed me to, I was like, Hey, I can have the best of both worlds. You know, yeah. I mean, I oh, can I be love fully that. intentional with my kids and my family, but I also can have this thing on the side. And, you know, sometimes, you know, those boundaries that I set for myself made my business start a little bit slower than yeah. some businesses because I had really strict boundaries with that. Yeah. Oh, I love that about the boundaries. And I think too, you know, one of the things that's so nice about network marketing is you can truly work part-time hours and make a full-time income. And as when you were talking about boys getting older, one of the things that I've noticed is just when they need me, it's a much more like emotionally draining conversation. You know, they want to sit and talk, you know, those kinds of things. And I recognize that if I'm like busy working all the time and I'm not available, emotionally available, then sometimes you miss out on things. And so the nice thing about having your own business is you can set those boundaries so that maybe when your kids come home from school or yours, you know, who are out of the house, when they come home, you're able to shut it off and be more present and intentional and have those kinds of deeper connections with them. Sure. Yeah. It's really important. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it just is important. And I'm so grateful that I can do that. I can, I can be fully with them, you know, when I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. See them and go see them on a Friday for lunch or, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think that is so wonderful that you're able to do that. And such an example, because a lot of times our team follows after what we model, not what we say, but what we model. And so that's such an example for your team. So Stephanie, you may not remember this, but when we had, so Stephanie and I went on a business retreat together. It's been, I don't know, 2000, 18, 17, something like that. 17. I think think it was 18, maybe 18. Okay. So we were on a trip and I actually had asked you about, I said, tell me a little bit about how you build your team. You may not remember this conversation, but what you said to me was that you were very um, purposeful and intentional about the type of people who you were bringing in on your team. You said, I can look at somebody and know the kind of qualities of somebody who would be phenomenal on my team. So can you speak to that a little bit? How do you expand your team and do it in a way that is purposeful and intentional? So I have built my business, I mean, through social media, but it's kind of a weird, the way that I've built so a way that I built my business is mostly by meeting people in real life and then them getting to know me on social media. That is that basically like my coaches that are probably the most um, engaged and probably the most successful are people I knew or someone knew of me and they kind of connected with me. Um, but I, I think I just, you know, I saw as I got started, I saw, you know, when you bring people on and, and the kiss of death to me is when someone comes on to my business and says, you know, when I go, when I go into a business, I, I go all in, or when I do something, I go all in to me. I don't know if you've found that, but that means the opposite to me, because sure enough, as soon as they say that, 
they like do the opposite, right? I mean, they, they're they like, I'm like, what yeah. happened? Are you going all in? You already quit. You're we, month three. Like, how did you already quit? I thought you were like the go all in person, right? Yeah. So the people that are, that I, I look for, and I look for people who are driven um, who their family is a priority. Um, and, um, and so that's kind of like family first, but also have that desire. Like I did, you know, to have something apart from uh, myself. And I'm always just looking at people's personalities, um, and how they are. And, and, you know, usually people who are attracted to my, who are really good are probably the opposite of me. Kind of like, you know, your marriage, you kind of marry the opposite. A lot of my coaches are, Enneagram eight, if you've ever, like, if you've ever noticed, like most of my leaders are Enneagram eight. So they're very driven, purposeful, like they get stuff done. So they're the people who don't tell you what they're going to do. They do it. Right. So they're the people that, you know, you go out of on vacation, you come back and they said, I did all the training. Now what's next? You know, those are the people, you know? And so, um, yeah, so I'm just always like, I'm just trying to get to know people to see if they would be a good fit for our team. Um, and usually it's, you know, they have to love people, you know, that's like first and foremost. And, um, you know, usually I attract women of faith, um, that their family is a priority and they want more freedom with their kids and their family. Um, and then that they're driven, you know, they are actually, you know, kind of a little competitive and driven, you know, so I think there's an element to that, you know, and it's not bad. It's just, that's just part of who, how they're wired. Yeah. So, you know, something that I've observed about when people come into Beachbody or any other network marketing business is there's really two different kinds of approaches people take. Like some people do this because they're like, I want to spend more time with my family. And so they do set those healthy boundaries and they are able to create that time. And then there's some who go all in and maybe become a little bit of a workaholic and sacrifice their family and sacrifice and maybe um, step over those boundaries and do more than what they should be doing. So tell me your thoughts on that. So again, like I set those boundaries pretty quick uh, from the beginning. So my, the way that I grew my business, like I didn't make six figures until my fifth year in the business. Um, and so a lot of people who I, you would see in the leaderboards now or whatever, they're making six figures, you know, way quicker than I did, you know? Um, but again, I had some boundaries and I knew that I, I always talk, I tell my people, my business is kind of like a tortoise, tortoise and a hare kind of thing. I mean, I'm going to get there. It's just going to be a little slower for me. Right. And because I have those boundaries and because, so I just wasn't, here's what happened, Monique. Let me tell you what happened. When I very first started my business, I was um, listening to these audios of this magazine. It's called Success Magazine, and they would have like this, um, these like these famous people, and they would they would interview them and hear their story. And story after story that I heard, people would talk about how, you know, they had all this success, but they ended up in divorce. They ended mm-hmm. up with their kids not talking to them. I mean, like it like came out in these like things, and I was like. If I gain the whole world, but lose my family, I lose everything. Oh my goodness. I mean, that is so it was, powerful. It was, it was, it was just so ingrained in me from, I mean, it, it gives me chills because I was like, if, if I had success and I lost my family, I lost everything. 
And so I had to continue to make them a priority. And it is hard because it is not easy because when you love something, you want to do it 24 seven, like you, it doesn't feel like work. It's fun. You enjoy it. Like it is so fun, but, but you have to also think about, you know, what that's going to do to you and your family. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love that realization. And I think just hearing you say that, I know for a fact, you're speaking to some people in our audience who, you know, are pushing themselves and doing everything to get to that next level and to rank advance and to bring in extra income. And they know in the back of their mind that they might not be making their family or their marriage as much of a priority. And so I love that you said that because I think there needs to be a realization for a lot of us to step back a little bit if we start to see that we are not keeping our priorities in line. So thank well, you. And then, and then also what happens when you, when you do like, just try to like go all in and like take away all your boundaries um, you get burned out. And I know it seems weird because you love what you're doing right now, but my coaches that get burned out are the coaches who didn't pace themselves, who didn't weren't like, Hey, I'm in this for the marathon. I mean, they're the ones that said, I'm here for the, for the sprint. I'm going to get to whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm going to do that. And it didn't, it backfired for them. Yes. I mean, they may have gotten that rank, but then, you know, they were burned out at the end. And so, yes. so building working. something solid, you know, building yes. something solid and having quality people who are yes. leaders. And that is something else that you have done an excellent job because your downline. So you have a very large downline, very large team, and you have developed some great leaders within your team. So what do you feel like you've done well that's allowed you to build some solid leaders or just in general, what you feel like you've done well as a leader? Um, so I just am very purposeful in who I, like you said, like purposeful in who I bring in and who like, I, I know like the type of people that I want in. And so I nurture that relationship for a long time. Even if they say no, like I have two coaches who, um, I asked for seven years when asked for five years to be a coach, like, because I'm like super patient because I'm like, eventually they'll sign up. Eventually they'll join <laughs> me and eventually they'll be rock stars. Like I know they will be right. Um, and so just being really intentional with them. And, um, so I recruit way less than most people, but I recruit really quality because I'm like, I'm very intentional of like who I bring on and I really pour into them. Um, and really am their cheerleader and give them a lot of attention um, so that they can be successful. And my goal though, here's, here's a crazy goal is I'm like, I uh, kick them out of the nest at one point. So like I lead them until they're ready to hop out of the nest and they don't really necessarily like being out of the nest. So once they get to a certain level, I'm like, all right, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to, to you know, lead your own team. And you know, because I don't need the ego for having, you know, this, you know, huge team. Like I, I want them to shine. I want them to establish their leadership. I want them to, and it's, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, it's not a very fun, like kicking them out of the nest is you would say, and of course I'm here for them. I do all, you know, whatever, but this is as far as like establishing their own team culture, establishing their own team calls, like doing those things. Like I believe that that is something that I've done. So when my team, my leaders get to a certain Point, I'm like, okay, now it's time for you to, to leave the nest. Yeah. And that's a little bit different than I think a lot of organizations do. Um, and it's just something that has worked for me. Um, and 
I love it because I love seeing them develop their own team cultures, their own, you know, teams. I mean, it's, I mean, you're a part, you know, like you've seen it happen, you know? So, um, yeah, that's kind of a little bit different way that I've led. Yeah. Oh man. I love that. Yeah. And I could totally see how you have, you know, each person has been able to develop their own culture and really it's their own vision because your vision and what you want for your business is not going to be the same as somebody else. And so it forces them to think about, okay, well, what do I want? What kind of impact do I want to make through my platform? And each person can decide that for themselves. So I love that because it really, allows them or forces them to step up in their own leadership. Sometimes we just, if we're following somebody, we don't have to think as hard. We just show up and do what we need to do. But then when you kick them out, they're forced to have to figure out, okay, how, how do I do this? How do I lead? And there's failure that will come with it. And so, you know, for each time that we fall down, we get right back up and figure it out. And a lot of times it's more affirming for someone to fail on their own and to figure it out versus following the lead of someone else. Well, I think think that that the way that they came into the business, um, usually they came into the business for the the reason they're great is because they figure things out on their own. So they don't need me. Like the, my leaders are the people who, um, when they sign up and I say, okay, Hey, this is what you need to do. They Google it. They figure it out. They check the FAQ. They, you know, they, they figure out, Hey, they think, you know what I need to do like Amber's example. Like she had zero. No, like she had no, like she didn't know no one. Like, I mean, I think we had like an opening party for her. And like, it was her, one of her really good friends and her dad showed up, you know, I mean, she didn't have like a huge a network and she's like, you know what, I'm going to figure out Facebook ads. And she, she didn't ask me to help her. She just figured it out on her own. And she was able to build a really great business through Facebook ads and through, you know, through that sort of thing, but it wasn't me teaching her, but if, so I just want to create that in my, my coaches that they feel like empowered to figure it out on their own. Yes. And they don't feel like I have to handhold them, but I'm there cheerleading them and, and loving on them and showering them with gifts and loving on, you know, like I, yeah. that's my thing, my job, but their job is to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of reminds me of, you know, when you have that transition of having like your child is a kid, then they become a teenager, then they're an adult. And, you know, having that transition where you're like, okay, I have nurtured you. I have taught you everything you need to know. And now you're in a place where you can do it on your own. So I have, I officially have three as of last week, all of my boys are teens now. And I literally had this conversation with them. I said, Hey, all of you guys are teenagers. You're at the point now where, where certain questions you asked me or certain things you asked me to do for you. I don't need to be doing because you're transitioning to becoming self-sufficient so that hopefully when you leave my home, you can know how to do things on your own. Like I've literally stopped answering certain questions and I say, well, what do you think? Or how do you think you can figure this out? And it's funny because they've picked up on it and they're like, okay, mom's not going to answer. Mom's not going to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mom's not make my lunch. You know, it is so amazing. You know, when I, my dad was sick and I had to go to Houston for like three weeks. And while I was gone, my husband made the boys do their own laundry. And when I came back, they were like seventh grade and fifth grade. I was like, I have a choice. I can either go back to doing their laundry or make their wives super happy someday that they can do their own laundry and they're super self-sufficient and they can make their own lunches. And you know what? 
they started making their own lunches. They start, I would make their breakfast. They would make their lunch. They did their own laundry. And that was something of like, so amazing, right? Yeah. Because I could have done those things for them. I could do those things for my coaches, but it doesn't really help them. You know, right. it doesn't really help them to continue to coddle them, to continue to, you know, and some of them just won't leave the nest. And at that point, it's like, well, I, I just see the difference, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, so talk about leading your boys because they are adults now. And so how has leadership been for you in a mothering role? Yeah. Well, bra mom brag moment, my youngest, um, well, my oldest is graduating in three years um, with a double major from Baylor with a three, five. So I think that's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, and then my younger one just applied and got into um, the exec executive society in the business school. Um, and he's one of 35 out of 150 that applied. And it's like a really huge honor at Auburn. So I'm a little bit super proud of them right now. They both got Dean's list. Um, but as far as I mean, that is, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. That is phenomenal. Like, truly, I, don't know. I just had to brag. They're going to be so yeah. mad at me that I bragged at them. <laughs> they, I just like, that is pretty amazing. And let me tell you how you do that. Prayer. Like that is all it is. And I will cry and it's God's grace and it's prayer. But I mean, God has worked in their lives. They, and I cannot, you know, well, Jeffrey and I'll go for a walk and Jeffrey's like, well, I think we did this right parenting. And I was like, no, no, no. We did nothing right parenting. We just, God has just blessed our kids. Oh. He has led them. Like they have just, and they have made, they have made choices. You know, when they were little, I always prayed that they would make good choices. Like that was my prayer is that, that they would make good choices because everything kind of rides on your choices, but both of them really speak Christ in everything they do. And so everything else just falls into place. Now their life is not easy. They've had roadblocks. They've had disappointments for sure. But those disappointments that they've had have molded them. And so a lot of times as parents, we want to like, go, like go scurry behind and like, like, Oh, we, that's not going to happen to my kid. You know, he's not going to have heartbreak or heart, you know, or fail at something or, you know, whatever. And those moments, because I didn't, we didn't swoop in because we didn't make those things. Okay. were great character building for the boys. And, um, yeah. Oh, so man. I wish I could tell you like how to raise them, but just like prayer. <laughs> so, you know, I think we underestimate just the power behind prayer. Have you read the book fervent? Are you familiar with no. that? Well, I read the book fervent, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and it was the first time that I truly understood. I mean, I've always been somebody who prayed, but I truly understood that when we pray, there are things that change big time. And just the, the times where we feel like we can't do anything, you know, like we can't fix something or we can't do something or we can't, you know, change a circumstance. We do have power behind prayer and just praying specifically. So fervent talks about praying specific and strategic prayers. And so it has different categories of things to pray for, but one of them is over your family, like being specific and strategic and like choosing things over each of your children that you are praying for. And it's just crazy because I journal this each morning and I see, you know, it might be three years later, but I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been praying for this and I'm seeing how it happens. And you know that it was nothing but God answering that specific prayer. And a lot of times when we're getting, when our kids are getting older, 
we need to talk less. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And that's something when you were talking about your husband giving you feedback, like that's something my husband has told me. He said, Monique, when you talk to the kids, you need to say less. You're saying way well, too much. Well, boys and we're girls. So we just like, so it's just different. Right. And like, so with boys, like when you, like one of my boys, like, we'll just talk like all the time. Like he just shares all the things. The other one doesn't. So if you go on a walk with him or you like you're active with him or you're riding in the car or something like that, he'll open up more, but like, you can't like go, Hey, you know, talk to me right now. Like he's not going to do that, you know? So yeah. you just have to be really with their personalities and then them being boys and me being girls. Like you have to kind of, kind of learn how to communicate with them as well. But my mother-in-law got up every morning with her best friend and they prayed for her, their kids. I think they started like when they were in high school and they would get up every morning and, and pray for their kids. And I see the fruits of that because my, my mother-in-law was a single mom at that time. I think she had remarried um, and she had three kids and all, you know, not that those kids didn't have any struggles, but now they're all three godly spouses and have godly kids like it's it's amazing to see like so I believe that it has so much to do with the prayers those prayers that she had at 4 30 in the morning I'm seeing in my kids lives even mm, now wow. you know like I I can see that and so you know even praying for your business like you say okay what is something you can do for your business like pray that God brings the right people in your business because sometimes if you just take whoever or whatever, that can be a detriment to your business because it can mess up your team culture. It can mess up, you know, your, you know, you know, and, and yeah, it, it can just, it can mess up things really, really bad. Right. And so it's, it's been cool to see who God has brought in my, in, into our business. And then also how, like, even some of their personalities are a little bit different. It's been fun to watch God just like help me adore them, you know, yes. and love them, even though we're different, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it might be just what you needed. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. So wrapping up our whole podcast is about making a kingdom impact. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say that those words making a kingdom impact means to you? So when I was very first starting out on social media, like I would I don't know if you remember, like Facebook was kind of like, um, like it was like, Stephanie is feeling blah, blah, blah. And so you would like, <laughs> do you remember that? So yes. like, when it was like, Stephanie is going to the grocery store, you know, Stephanie is wiping her nose. I mean, it just was so like, I mean, if I go, when you go back and look at your post, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. But, um, so I just started posting a lot about beach buddy and I had a friend who, um, I don't think she's a believer, but she said to me, um, she said, well, I don't know if she's a believer, but she, um, she said, I don't like that. You're just posting about beach bodies because it doesn't really show who you are. And that really like hit me because I was like, I want people to know first and foremost, like if they go to my social media, they go to anything, they know that. Jesus is my number one, right? That that is my number one priority, that they know that I love Jesus, that that is like who I am and how I have this incredible business, right? So I think that has a lot to do with um, kingdom leadership. The other thing is one of, one of my mentors, I was thinking about this the other day, one of my mentors years ago, I was like, a lot of these people were doing like, 
you know, these trainings and like all this stuff and going to these places and, you know, Darren Hardy and, and Tony Robbins and all these different great, great people. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, should I be doing that? Like, you know, and he goes, no. And I was like, why? And he goes, because you are in your Bible every day and you're doing Bible studies every day and you don't need that. And I was like, that's right. You know, I'm, you know, so like that is, should be your personal development, you know, because that's yes. really what's going to totally change. It's going to change you. It's going to help you in how you deal with people, how you, you show up in your business. That's how you have a kingdom minded business. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. You know, because it's like, it gives you all the answers. Yes. Yeah. All the answers. You have all the tools. Like you're able to I actually just talked about this two episodes. So episode 25 in the podcast um, was all about discernment. And one of the things that I shared about was, you know, being in the word, it gives you answers and it gives you clarity and it gives you guidance and direction. And so you're exactly right because personal development is promoted big time. And I love personal development. It's great. But I think the best personal development is God's word and God's truth and really getting our guidance there. Right. right. For sure. And that makes a huge, you know, that I think that's, it just, and it also keeps your focus where it needs to be. Right. So, cause you can get so wrapped up in rank and money and all these things. And it just brings you back to like, what's important, you know, and you know, when, you know, what's important with what, how you use your money and how, what you do with your time and all those things It just brings you back to where you should be. And yes, it's, that's how you have a kingdom leadership. You know, that's, you have to be in the word. You yes. Have yes. And you're listening to that one voice because there are a lot of voices in the network marketing space. You know, we've got a lot of people who are, you should do this. You should do that. You know, telling us what to do and how to grow our businesses and all those things. But if we listen to that one voice, it just helps us to drown out all the other noise and to know, and it sounds like you had that clarity on, okay, I'm not sprinting. I'm in this for the long haul and I'm doing it the right way. I'm building the right people. I'm developing relationships. So it sounds like you had that clarity as you were building your business and doing it differently than how other people were doing it. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was sometimes hard because I, you know, I am competitive and I do like to, you know, I was, I had big goals, right. But I did it, but I had that clarity from the beginning. And so I was able to kind of pace myself. I also knew that if I pace myself year 14, I'm still going to love what I do. Right. If I don't pace myself, you know, I'm not going to like it. You know, I'm not, I'm going to feel like this is not fun. I'm going to be frustrated, you know, and that's really important when building your business that you have, you create a momentum that is sustainable. Yes. I tell my coaches that a lot, like, you know, when they're like, how many people should I invite or how many people should I reach out to or whatever? I'm like, whatever you do that you could do from here on out, like just be sustainable, be, you know, yes. like, I think it's really important. Yes. And I think that's a metaphor for taking care of ourselves physically. So that's what you do as far as, as a coach, yes, you help people build their businesses, but you also help them get healthy and create habits for their fitness and their nutrition. And so, you know, that's something else is you don't want to do something that's a quick fix. You want something that's sustainable that you can do for the long haul. So can you share with us 
um, where people can find you if they're looking to start a business, how they can do that. If they're looking to get healthy and create a plan for their exercise or nutrition, where can people find you? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I'm fun fit mom on Instagram. Um, and you also, my, my website is funfitmom.com, funfitmom.com. Um, so you can reach me at either of those places. Um, that's where I hang out most of the time. Um, and you know, would love to, I have, you know, you can ask for, I have a freemium on how to build a strong business while building a strong family. Um, Ooh, that, that, that is can, good. That, um, I can send you, if you go to funfitmom.com slash strong, um, okay. that's where you can find that. So funfitmom.com slash strong. strong. Okay. So that's your, your, um, free download of free how to build a business yes. while how being a good mom. While being, a, yeah, building a strong family while building a strong business. So um, some of the tips that I shared today, but also sharing some tips on how to create boundaries, how to um, like how to engage your family while you're building a business so that it's a family business, how to create a family business. Um, there's some great tools there. So funfitmom.com slash strong. So good. So, so good. Okay, Stephanie, thank you so much for you're being so with welcome. us today. I know yes, that so many people- yeah, I know so many people are going to be encouraged by what you shared today. So hopefully they will go on your website, download your free um, handout. And then can you also tell them you have a podcast yourself? Where can they find you there? Yeah, so our pod, my podcast is Oh, the People We'll Meet. And I started it, uh, I gosh, I think, right, I started in like December of 2019. And um, it was so fun because I just, I meet, I love people. I love meeting people. I meet people at Chick-fil-A, at the grocery store, on an airplane. Like I love meeting people. And so I meet the most interesting people and God just meets me in their stories. And so I just was like, other people need to hear these stories. So I started, um, oh, the people will meet. And it's been really fun to get to interview and hear different people's stories. Yes. Oh, I love that. So go check out her podcast and Stephanie, you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Identity Podcast. I'd love for you to stop and do two things right now. First of all, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Secondly, go to moniquescript.com to find all the ways that we can stay connected. I do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or you can be part of our Elevate coaching community. Until next time, go and make a kingdom impact.